It's always exciting to watch the rise of new, young, up-and-coming artists, and in recent years we've had some incredibly talented names hit the music world who show no signs of stopping and continue to top the charts. With Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, and more recently Olivia Rodrigo to name a few, the new generation of artists are showing that there's still more than enough room for creativity and originality in a world that often seems washed out by the same acts over and over again. And most importantly, there's an ever-growing audience hungry for something they can relate to. And the latest name to take the music world by Storm is 17-year-old Gail. Forget you, any mom, any sister, any job, any broke down car, and the things you call the singer-songwriter is originally from Dallas, Texas, where, as a child, she gained an interest in music that seemed far beyond her years and not typical to the genres you'd expect a seven-year-old girl to be interested in, with names like Aretha Franklin and jazz vocalist Ella Fitzgerald becoming early inspirations. At the age of 14, the aspiring musician was taken under the wings of songwriter Cara Diagardi, who you may know from her spot as a judge on American Idol or some of the hits that she's helped write for names like Celine Dion and Christina Aguilera. Gail spent the years since then growing as an artist and relocating to Nashville Tennessee, where a world shut down by a global pandemic has given her the opportunity to create songs and make a name for herself. She first caught the eyes and ears of many with her track Dumbass that dropped in early 2020. I do this thing where I close up my feelings and I take my clothes off so I don't have to open up to my boyfriend. In the same year, she released Orange Peel. Wish that I could take this off like an orange peel of all my thoughts. And happy for you. I'm the one better being someone you loved, but I feel better being someone you want. And the one you this love cause I'm happy for you, but I'm sad for us. The tracks showcase an impressive amount of musical diversity and lyrical vulnerability, especially coming from someone who is so young. And as with many teenagers, Gail is an avid poster on TikTok, where she has over 800,000 followers, and her hit single, ABCDEFU, is now the most popular song on the social media app that has unexpectedly become the make-or-break place for new music. Written with her longtime friend and frequent collaborator Sarah Davis, as well as David Pittenger, the bold, angsty breakup song based around her own experience released this past August, and traction was initially steady but slow when compared to where it is now because over the past few months, the song has simply blown up, and it really began to take off while she was on her first ever tour with Winnetka Bowling League across the U.S. this past November and December. And today, it seems like you can't turn on the radio without hearing it. It's been topping numerous charts, including grabbing the number one spot on Spotify's top songs globally. It has now spent over five weeks on the Billboard Hot 100s, and she just recently performed it on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Making her TV debut, performing her global hit, ABCDEFU. Give it up for Gail! So, don't underestimate the power of a girl who's got stories to tell because Gail has proven that while still a teenager, she can write songs that people of all ages around the world can relate to and ABCDEFU has truly become the official breakup track to many and it seems like it has also reshaped how we'll view the alphabet for the rest of time. Now signed to Atlantic Records, the same label as her idol Aretha Franklin, this is just the beginning of what is sure to be an awesome career for the latest young talent to unexpectedly hit the music world full force. My name is Nick Major, this is The Spout Podcast, 
podcast where famous people spout off about more than what they are famous for, and my guest today is Gail. Okay, I figured that the the best way to break the ice for this lovely conversation, I wanted to introduce you to Frankenstein. So this is uh, this is my my dog Frankie. I I've come to find that we are both dog lovers. I believe is that correct? We are. You have a little dog. Was is that dog that I saw in your pocket? Your dog. I wish it was my dog. It was actually my manager's sister's dog. Funny enough, I have a golden retriever mutt, and her name is Simba, and. She is the cutest thing in the world. Like, she is, like, the sweetest thing. She's a maniac. She only likes the people who got her because we rescued her when she was, like, three, and we've had her for, like, two or three years for, by now. And so, like, she's just, she's, like, a cuddly dog. She's, like, a mid-sized dog, and so she just, like, cuddles with everybody and gives them lots of love, and yeah. And you just uh, wrapped up your first tour, right? I did. I did. So, yeah. so first off, how was it being away from the dog? I imagine that might be the worst part of being on tour. Yeah, that was the nice thing about the tiny little puppy that was in my pocket is because I got to see this dog when I was like on tour. And then um, Winneka, actually, the sound guy who was with them, toured with his dog. That's like less than a year old puppy. That's so good. So what, how was it? First tour, it's done. You, The world's opening up. Hit me, hit me with what, what this whole thing was like. Oh my gosh. So basically I lived in, well, okay. I was in a van for basically like almost every day. Um, so we'd kind of like, it kind of depends. We first started off in the West coast. And so started out in like the Colorado and then we went to Salt Lake city, Utah. And then we went to the details get a little fuzzy. So it's like, we went to Seattle in that trip and then we also went to LA and then we went to Arizona and then we went to San Diego and I think that's all that I'm remembering there might be one place that I forgot and like basically like my oh I went to Idaho one night because there's times where we need to like we drive like three hours after show so we'd get to a hotel at like 3 a.m we'd wake up and like drive five hours later in the day then I do a show maybe spend the night, wake up, drive six hours, you know, it's just kind of whatever we had planned schedule wise. Um, yeah. There's one day we were in Idaho and I got to say, I with Idaho. I was only Ooh. there for like 12 hours. But okay. Like, it was a great time. I had uh, Parkins and um, I talked to one person there and like, it was a good vibe. I went to a gas station that had like a potato themed section and it really made okay, me... I'm going to Idaho. It's settled. Okay. I'm officially going to be going to Idaho. So, so what was this potato themed section all about? It had um, potato, like it, everything to cook. Like it was a cookbook with potatoes. There's a lot of that. They had playing cards that were like potato recipes on them. There's also like, I definitely bought those pack of cards. <laughs> it was just like all the things you could do with potatoes. And you, it's like a playing game. Like you can like play poker or whatever with it. Like one side has like the night or whatever. And then it's like a recipe of potatoes. And I will say, I, I, I have a feeling we both love dogs. And I think we both love food based off of, I, yeah, if you scroll through your socials, there's so much food. And yeah, you, you have like a chart topping song right now, whatever, big deal. But the, the, I think the most impressive thing that you have ever done in your life, if it, if it was true, was you ate four cheesesteaks in oh, one day i eat more than four cheesesteaks yo i haven't been able to tell you what that. okay how go tell me how do you do this how do i make the room in my stomach to make this happen because i am impressed here's what happened i'm 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 dead ass gonna give you the breakdown of the day that i had play so by play let's go 
this was a week where it was like the most hectic week I ever had on tour. Let's just say I went to New York three times in one week. And at one point, I literally went to New York, D.C., Chicago, to New York. To Chicago to New York was a 15-hour drive. So, and then I went to New York, back to Philly. And I was in Philly for a couple days. And, like, I was so tired. And I got one day off. So I slept in. And when I slept in, I woke up. And I was like, it's like 10 a.m. I still want to get more sleep. Then I look at my phone, and it's 1.30 p.m. And I was like... Oh, Woo! and so like I lay in bed for like 30 minutes. It's 2 p.m. I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get a cheesesteak. And so I did the like, um, oh, what is it? It's like the two biggest like cheesesteak like competitors. It's like, do you like this one or this one? I forget their names. Ooh, I'm. But either way, it was time to compete to see was which was gonna come out on top. So first of all, it was my first cheesesteak ever. That's also maybe why I was able well, to. Eat you four. never. That's okay. That's you one of my favorite sandwiches of all time. I. I thought we were about to like bond over the fact that we love cheesesteaks, but that was your first one. So you do now. You do now. I love cheesesteaks. But what happened was I got handed a cheesesteak. I ate it and I was like, this is really good. And then I ate the whole thing. And then, but I ate it and like, I timed myself. It was funny enough. I remember looking down before I ate it and it was 420 and I laughed. I was like, ha ha. <laughs> Naturally. What better time than to stuff your face with unbelievably unhealthy amounts of food? But then it was 425 and I finished my sandwich and I was like. Huh. Huh. And so then I walked across the street, ordered another Philly cheesesteak, ate that. Also, within like 10 minutes, I go back to the hotel. I sleep for a little bit. We get another one. We go to a different place and I get one with provolone and whiz. Changing it up a bit. And then I eat both of those and then we get insomnia cookies afterwards. And the person I'm with is gluten-free. So she got her pack of gluten-free cookies and then I ate the whole box of of the cookies like i ate all of them we get back to the hotel i eat a klondike bar because it's been a i remember like i was like it's been a couple months since i had a klondike bar and so then i ate one because i was like why not and then i got mike and ike's and i ate a lot of mike and ike's we had a couple oreos i ate a few oreos like i also had um pints of ben and jerry's ice cream in the freezer so i also ate some of that I love your diet routine. I think it's incredible. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Wow. I ate so much food that day. I, mean, I was just like, you know what? Four cheesesteaks, a box of cookies, a pint of ice cream. It's fine. I had a Klondike bar and I still ate more ice cream. I don't know <laughs> how. Me neither. I'm, I'm shocked, but I'm impressed. And also, you're talking about going to New York, by the way. Congrats on that Spotify billboard. That was like on oh. the entire building. How sick is that to see that? that? What was that like? It was wild. That's literally why I drove 15 hours from Chicago to New oh, York. Oh, worth it. Because I found out about it. And I also found out it was going to only be up for like 24 hours. Fun fact, it ended up actually being on longer, which was like amazing. I was like, that's awesome. But um, yeah, we literally... I was in Chicago. I did my show with Winneka and it was like the second to last show. And then most of the time I like stay and meet people and talk to people and all that, but I had to leave. And so like, I literally, we go, we drive five hours. And so we get to the hotel at 5.30 AM. And then we get to the hotel, we sleep, we wake up in the morning and then we drive the rest and then we go to Jersey. 
And then we like catch a train, go to Penn Station, get the best slices of pizza ever. Like it was mm. so got the Penn Station pizza. I'm here for your food adventures. This oh. is now the main reason I care to follow you. Is the thing, your... yeah, the thing I love about touring is eating the foods that like the places are like notorious for. Like going to Philly, having a Philly cheesesteak, going to Boston, having a Boston cannoli, even going to Idaho and having potatoes in Idaho genuinely brought me joy. Okay, I gotta talk about this song you put out. Uh, it's called A, B, C, D, E, F, U. And dude, it's so cool. So I'm out here in Los Angeles and like, yeah. I don't know what it must be like to just have a song on the radio all the time, but you have that now. Like yesterday I was driving to work. It came on. Last night I was hanging out with some friends. It came on while we were listening to the radio and I was like, hold up everybody. I'm interviewing her tomorrow. No big deal. Let's respect the art. And they were all like, Nick, we know this song. We, we've all heard this song. It's, it's everywhere. And I was like, okay, yeah, but but still. So what has that been like? Because it, it's so wild. It came out like back in August. And mm-hmm. just over the past few weeks, it's just been growing and growing and growing. You have multiple versions of this song out. You did one with Ryan from Royal and the Serpent, who I adore. I was like, that is so sick. But what has this journey been like to this song? It's just like topping all the charts during this lovely holiday season. Honestly, I've been yet, I've yet to have the time to emotionally process all of it. Like, yeah. Especially being on tour, like it started kind of doing well on tour and that's like really the start of it when I just really like up-leveled a little bit and I even still feel uncomfortable saying it's up leveled like even just acknowledging the fact that the song can maybe be considered successful like i still can't say the word hit next to my song i can't say the word viral next to my song like i just can't <laughs> accept it or anything yet i'm like you no. can oh no. yes do it no like i don't even think i could be like my song went viral like no no <laughs> like, i can't say that like that's weird like no um but, but like i it's i mean obviously like without being able to emotionally process it, I can't help but feel like grateful. You know, like I can't, I can't make anybody listen to my song. I can like put it in front of their face as much as I want and say, here, click this, look at this, look at this. But like, I can't make them listen to it. And I even more specifically, I can't make people like my song, you know? And so the fact that that has the possibility of like people liking my song really like means the world. And like the whole point of ABC for me truly is like, I wanted to give people a safe space to be angry because I needed that and I didn't necessarily have that. And so because of that, it really like affected me in the long run in negative ways. And I think now it really is affecting me in positive ways. Now I've like learned my lessons and all that. Um, But I just wanted to give people a space for them to process their emotions and be angry. And like the fact that like ABC can possibly be that for people just like means the world to me like that's everything i ever wanted for that song and that's happening and that's just crazy mm-hmm. it's like it's like the official fu anthem now and <laughs> i just i love that because i feel like so many people have been able to relate to it and from what i've seen you say it's just really cool that you finally decided the writing approach of this from a breakup that you went through that we've all been there before <laughs> and you finally kind of were able to take a step back at the reality of the situation put it down into words and i always feel like the best form of success or of of, uh like revenge they say is success how does it feel like after coming out of a relationship to then you put out a song that is currently as we speak just blowing 
up and what an F you that is to said person in the song who uh, inspired you to write this. It's like one of those things where I know that he could, I think it honestly genuinely is impossible for him to be happy for me. And like, yeah. he, I, I honestly, I wouldn't know. We haven't talked to each other. We haven't reached out. I don't even know if he knows it's about him. He may or may not, you know, but like, maybe, probably, maybe, but like, um, the biggest thing is like, I know that he could like never be happy and he probably would just shit talk the song and say that it isn't great. And like, you know, none of this was never to have my revenge on him or like this yeah. wasn't like revenge fantasy. And I never really thought, and even though the song is like about him, I never thought about him when releasing it, you know, mm -hmm. I cared less. Sorry, this came out of nowhere. I could care less if he's heard it or not, because that wasn't about him. It was about me taking ownership of my feelings and the things that he did and holding him accountable for his actions. But none of that was to like, for him, it was all for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so none of it is like rooted in this place of like, I finally have my success because I can prove him wrong. Because even if I was a billionaire and could fly and had a unicorn horn or something crazy awesome like that, he still would never say he's proud of me or happy for me or my accomplishments, you know? And so like that, none of that matters, I guess, which is yeah. the way that you look at it. And now that you kind of have like so many more eyes on you and I don't know if it's more pressure for you or not, but it seems like you're pretty confident in yourself and not letting negative things affect you in a bad way or uh, maybe even positive things affect you too much mm -hmm. in a way. But how is it being in, in this world now where so many people are going to be potentially uh, scrutinizing you, praising you, everything in between? Is that intimidating? Oh, for sure. I mean, also, like, I can definitely, I've, I've heard the phrase, like, I'm a confident person, but I'm also, like, insecure as shit. I'm a 17-year-old girl. Like, I'm, there's times Which is where crazy. I'm, you are a baby. Like, Jeez. yeah, like, I am, I am not going to be the same person I am when I'm 30 or when I'm 25 or probably when I'm 22. And, like, I'm going to be constantly growing and changing as a person. And, like, my biggest goal for myself and, like, is just to not stop growing as a person, like, not and the biggest lesson that I've learned just in my life is to not let anybody others anybody else's opinion or actions like affect you as a person and like what you want to do and what makes you happy and so those are just like the goals I try and like tell myself of like okay this person might hate this but like what do you want what do you want to do what do you like what brings you joy you know like what do you want to inspire in other people and how can you maybe do that you know, and obviously it is so much easier to say that than to do that. And it's so much, and like, there's so many people on the internet who have nothing better than do other than to twist your words and make you seem like a terrible person or take this thing that you love to do in this world and make you feel like shit about it, you know? And there's nothing you can do because those people literally have nothing better to do. And so they will be there for you constantly. They will mm -hmm. always be there. And those types of people will always be there. But for me personally, I just try and focus on the people that like the point of me making music and the point of me releasing music. Because yeah, I just say F you to my ex. Sure. But also like it's more than that. It's about owning your emotions and allowing yourself to feel angry because I didn't know 
that like I was holding so much back and I didn't know holding back my anger would make me angrier in the long run. And it's different for other people. You know, everybody has their own personal feelings and different experiences and relationships. But if I can like help one person just let themselves feel and let themselves feel angry and like process their emotions, like I've done what I need to do in this world. You know, that's all I'm trying to do is like make people more comfortable with themselves and also just like make music and yeah, I'm just trying to slowly maybe try and make the world a more open and accepting place. And I don't think it's just me that's trying to do that too. I'm very excited to see within the next five to 10 years, the progress and change that we're going to make as a society, you know, um, mm -hmm. a lot of people are trying to push us. A lot of people are trying to push us back, but also a lot of people are trying to push forward at the same time. And I think if we all just listen and try and push for change something can actually like amazing can happen so yeah and i i think it's great that you've found that a great release for you is through writing the lyrics of stuff you're going through rather than bottling it up or holding it in you're just kind of being blunt about stuff putting it out there in a way that resonates with people and that's awesome and you we, we said that you're 17 so you are so little but i see you somehow finangled your way into getting a tattoo missy what is going on here you you, you got the ink on the arm you're a tatted up girl i think yeah, you got it out here in la what, what what's the tat first off okay so this one it's this is like okay so when you like i'm trying to figure out a way to show you without also showing my messy room so like <laughs> if you go this way it's like a frowny face but if you go this way, it's a smiley face. It is, oh, true. Very true. Yeah. And did, was there a second tattoo on your arm now? There is. There is. She's lost it. She's going crazy. She is getting a sleeve one day. That's the goal I'm working for. But this is um, an orange slice. But one thing I really like about this is that you don't know if it's an orange, lemon, or lime slice. And I'm trying to like create a personal like pro like a psychology profile for what every person thinks like i just want to know if there's like consistencies in people's personalities if they think it's a lime if there's consistencies in people's personalities if they think it's a lemon or if it's an orange like i just want to know if there's like any similarities or if it's just super <laughs> random well based off of your song catalogs i'd assume it's an orange peel <laughs> but that that would just be me. But oh, I'm also I'm working on a sleeve myself that I just oh started. Oh my god, in. it looks so good! <gasps> I started it in October and I'm finishing it next week. Damn. But uh, I feel you because tattoos are awesome. So we're gonna be tatted up. We're gonna That's be looking great. And um, 2022 is coming up. It's a fresh year where you you've hit 2021 and even 2020. You started putting out a bunch of great songs that started taking off more and more until we're here now. What do you got planned for the new year? Um, if I get my shit together, I'm going to release a song next month. Oh, and I believe I read it's a love song with some profanity in the title. Is that correct? That's originally what it was, but then I changed my mind. Oh, and it's a song called Change My Mind. <laughs> no, it's not. I wish. Um, wait, no, I like that, though. Change My Mind. Anyways. Um, We're going to save that for a future song, guys, and you heard it right here. It's a breakthrough right. moment. Right now. Yeah. No, um, that song is definitely going to see the light of day at some point. I actually have some really exciting things about that song that's going to happen at some point, but not anytime soon, but at some point. And that that's is like awesome. all I can say about that one. But this one that's going to be coming out, um, it's definitely saying kind of in the angry emotion. It's not particularly about a relationship. It's, well, I mean, it's about a relationship and a friendship 
sense. Um, yeah. And like it, um, it's a friendship that went really right until it went really wrong. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's, I, I love hearing that you're using this writing outlet for your personal experiences. You've proven time and time again now that it's a form of art for you and it's exciting to, uh, to see what you are bringing out with it. And I'm hoping there's going to be more tours next year, obviously. And uh, I, I guess, though, for then, I really appreciate you chatting. I, I love the track and the, all the variations of it are so fun, especially the angrier one. I'm a pop punk guy, so I just love guitars and it's such a fun guitar-driven version. But then, like I said earlier, the Royal and the Serpent version, I was thrilled to hear that i want to hear you jump on overwhelmed now because i saw the acoustic version you did on tiktok of it and i was like this is killer let's put her on this track now i get overwhelmed so easily my anxiety creeps inside of me makes it hard to breathe what comes over me feels like i'm somebody so I'm sure there's plenty of time for all that to happen, but huge congrats on the Atlantic sign. I know Aretha Franklin was is an idol of yours, so what a full circle moment I'm sure that was. But um, other than that, congrats on all the success. I can't wait to hear all the new stuff that's coming out. I'm going to catch your show next time you're out here in L.A. I can't wait. You're going to be tatted up and sleeved up by then, but I hope that thing fell again on you. And... <laughs> But Gail, thank you uh, for chatting. Stay positive. Take care of yourself. And uh, thanks for chatting, dude. Thank you. Thank you for caring. I appreciate it. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.